Hey guys, what's up? I'm gonna grab this podium really quick because I might need it. Um, like I said, I'm Aaron. I guess I'll give you the uh, the cheesy bulleted list of my life. Um, this isn't working. Um, I was born Hutchinson, Kansas. Anybody know about Kansas? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, then uh, moved to Japan, lived there for four years. Um, Moved here, lived here for like 13 years. This isn't working very good. Um, okay, we got it, I think. Thank you. Um, yeah, senior at Timber Creek. Um, I have two older brothers. One is a senior at um, FSU. Another is a sophomore at UCF. Um, and yeah, I guess that's all my bulleted list. Um, <clears throat> even though it's, uh, what is it, the fourth or fifth week, of school, it feels like uh, school just start, started, and um, my summer, pretty good, pretty good. Um, had some funny stuff happen, but probably the funniest thing that happened um, was I was hanging out with my friend Blake, and um, we decided to go downtown to uh, Gino's Pizza, pretty cool place, really big pizza there. And um, it was a Saturday night, so there's a lot of party people, a lot of uh, um, older folks, I guess you could say. So um, we get our pizza, and we're walking up these, these stairs, because it's a two-story restaurant, and um, right when we get to the top of the um, stairs and turn the corner to go sit down, we see this guy out of the corner of our eyes just running. And he's running, and then he runs face first into a glass window and just rests against the glass window and looks at me and Blake like, like he's in his own little world and we don't belong there. And he doesn't know what's um, going on. Um, so me and Blake just were totally dumbfounded how this guy could be so drunk um, to not know what's going on, to not have control of his body, to not have control of his thoughts. And, um, <clears throat> and um, just like um, that guy was totally um, filled with alcohol, totally intoxicated with alcohol, and totally under the control of alcohol, um, tonight I want to talk about how we can be totally filled with the Holy Spirit, totally controlled by the Holy Spirit, and, um, yeah, changed, and, you know... All right, where's my first page? This isn't going to work very good. Okay. Um, so um, I want to dig into um, our um, word, the scripture. It's pretty short. It's um, Ephesians 5.18. Um, it's, do not be drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, I'll say it again. Do not be drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, this verse is pretty simple, but I'm going to break it down real quick. Um, <clears throat> it says, um, do not be filled with alcohol because that leads to dissipation. Dissipation is um, something that breaks apart. It turns into nothing like the fog dissipated, you know, just kind of um, vanished and it left. And then another definition of dissipation is um, to waste by misuse. So being filled with um, alcohol is, you know, a waste, and it's destructive. Um, and then it says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, so instead of being filled by um, alcohol, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's, that's very simple. Um, it's a command not to be filled um, with wine, but that's not what I'm going to talk about, and I don't believe that that's what this verse is talking about. Um, I want to talk about the, the parallels and the similarities between being filled with alcohol and being filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Um, and hopefully through um, explaining these similarities between the two, um, you guys can have a better understanding of um, how the Holy Spirit can empower us and how the Holy Spirit is vital to the Christian life. Um, but before I get into um, more the meat of my message, I want to pray real quick. Um, dear Father, I ask that um, you just take over my, uh, my lips and my mouth and my mind and that you would um, centralize my thoughts so that I could um, express um, what you want me to express. God, I pray that um, you touch the hearts and speak to the hearts of all the students here because I could um, give the most eloquent talk, but if, if you don't touch them and if you don't speak to them, then um, this will be a waste and um, it will be all for nothing. Amen. Okay, um, first, I think there's three main, um, three main things or three um, main comparisons from this verse that we can apply to our lives. Um, first, it's why people become filled with um, wine and why, in turn, we should become filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, but first, I'm going to talk about why people become filled with um, wine. Um, in this day and age, in the 21st century, life is stressful, life is hectic. Um, there's a lot of needs that we have. Um, even for high schoolers, um, you know, last week in Ms. Eskin's class, we had to do the AP practice, and we had to, like, write three essays, and it was just hectic, and it, was, it wasn't fun. And, um, and we try to escape the life that we're in, and we try to escape... Um, where we're at, where we are at, by going to alcohol, and that alcohol gives us um, a release. It gives us happiness. It gives us satisfaction, and it gives us joy. But then there's another one that's not so casual: is that um, people drink to escape pain, suffering, and loss. Um, whether people go through divorce, um, death, financial problems, people have a lot of pain, and they go to this wine, and they go to be filled with this wine. Um, for strength to overcome this going. Um, and um, the parallel to that is why we should um, be filled with the Holy Spirit because we have needs. We have um, a need for um, strength to live this Christian life, to um, overcome sin. Um, we, we have a... Um, um, <clears throat> I need some water. Never mind. Um, we have this um, um, every time I say um, I'm trying to find my place. Um, okay, I found it. Um, that we as Christians um, we have needs like I said and the Holy Spirit just like the alcohol can meet those needs but in a perfect way not in a um, um not perfect way. Um, <clears throat> um, the Holy Spirit, um, when, we are, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and when we go to the Holy Spirit to be filled, um, the Holy Spirit gives us infinite joy. Um, in time of suffering, He comforts us. Um, he fills us with hope, frees us from the bondage of sin, refe- reveals God's character, gives us freedom from worries, and transforms our hearts. Um, so just as um, people have needs and they go to alcohol, we have needs, and only through 
being filled with the Holy Spirit, can these needs um, be met and can these, and these voids in our hearts can be filled? Um, the second main um, comparison between being filled with wine and being filled with the Spirit is um, what changes in us when this happens. So what changes when we are filled with wine and what changes when we are um, filled with the Holy Spirit? So first I'm going to um, talk about what changes when we're filled with wine. Um, it's kind of common knowledge that when you're drunk, your thoughts change, your actions change, your speech changes, um, your judgment is impaired, and your desires change. So um, when you're filled with this alcohol, it's no longer you who's in control, and it's no longer you producing these things. It's not you speaking. It's alcohol impairing you and speaking through you. Um, when you um, are filled with wine, um, <clears throat> you, you, you give up control to this substance, and this substance um, takes control of you. It lives through you in a way, and it changes who you are. You're no longer who you were when you were unfilled. So when you um, are filled with the Holy Spirit, when you're filled with wine, um, you are different than you were than before. And the parallel with that is that um, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, um, we are no longer in control of who we are. We're no longer in control of our actions, of our speech, um, of our judgment or our decisions, our desires. Um, it's all changed. The Holy Spirit comes into us like we would um, be filled with wine and... Um, just transforms us and turns us into a different person than our former self. Um, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, it transforms our thoughts. It gives us thoughts that are Christ-centered, not sinful or corruptive. Um, our actions are changed when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, we serve others and no longer seek selfish ambition. Our judgment is changed. Um, the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom and discernment, like the ability to make good decisions um, in things that maybe the Word doesn't specifically address. Um, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, our desires change. Um, the Holy Spirit gives us a desire to seek righteousness um, instead of giving in to sin. Um, and it also empowers us to um, have victory over sin. The Holy Spirit um, gives us strength, gives us strength and the ability to um, overcome temptation. Um, and uh, fruits of the Spirit. When you are under the influence or when you're filled with the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit are evident, um, and they are contrasting to what they would be if you weren't. So when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, um, you're joyful. But if you weren't filled with the Holy Spirit, you might um, be bitter. Uh, the Holy Spirit gives us peace instead of malice and hatred. There's patience instead of anxiety and worries. There's kindness um, instead of pride, and there's gentleness gentleness instead of um, a judgmental attitude and um, condemning speech. Um, <clears throat> and to sum that up, um, just as um, wine um, comes into us, we take the wine in, and it changes who we are. It changes our thought process. It changes um, our actions. Um, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, um, we are changed in a way that um, pleases God, and we are changed and empowered so that we can live um, 
the Christian life because without the power of the Holy Spirit and without the Holy Spirit um, uh, giving us um, righteous thoughts and giving us um, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control, um, we'll be overcome with the bitter, bitterness, malice, hatred, and anxiety. Um, the, the third um, comparison or parallel um, between being filled with um, the Holy Spirit and being filled with wine is in my notes right here, um, is how people become filled with wine um, and how people become filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, first, talking about wine, I think there's two types of drinkers, two types of people who take in wine. First, there's the casual drinker. Um, they're people who drink for convenience um, and for fun and on occasion. They're not addicted to the alcohol, um, and they drink in moderation. They take sips, um, and they're hesitant to be totally filled. They're hesitant to be totally changed um, by the effects of um, the wine. And then there's the alcoholic drinker. Um, drinks out of dependence and need. Um, their body has become addicted and craves the, um, the alcohol. And they cannot function without alcohol in their system. And they consume large amounts of um, the alcohol or the wine. Um, and the, the parallel to that is, um, I believe, how God wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, bear with me. God doesn't want us to be a casual drinker of the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be an alcoholic drinker of the Spirit. He doesn't want us um, to be filled with the Holy Spirit and go to the Holy, Holy Spirit for um, guidance and strength when it's convenient. Um, he doesn't want us to go on occasion um, but he wants us to be an alcoholic. He wants us to crave um, the changes that the Holy Spirit gives us. He wants us to um, consume um, the Holy Spirit daily as would an alcoholic. You know, you hear the stories about people who, you know, get drunk before breakfast, and then after breakfast they have another drink, and before lunch they have a, a drink. Um, and that is a picture of how we are to be filled continually with the Holy Spirit that it's supposed to be continually and daily um, so that we are under the power or the influence of the Holy Spirit um, at all times. Um, and then a practical um, application of um, being filled um, with the Holy Spirit is surrender through prayer, um, surrendering control of, of your life and surrendering control of of these characteristics of your life, surrendering control of your desires, surrendering control of your thoughts and your actions and your reactions. Um, um, and through this prayer, we can express um, the need, the needs that we have, and we can recognize that only the Holy Spirit can um, fulfill these cravings that we have. And um, through prayer, we can recognize um, the sin that we haven't been able to conquer um, that only through the empowering of the Holy Spirit that we can conquer. And, um, and only through prayer and surrender can we be changed um, completely. Um, I want to um, tell you a quick story. Um, I wasn't planning on telling this story, and it actually happened yesterday. 
and um, it's kind of funny how it happened, but I'll tell the story. Um, I mow yards. Um, I mow about six yards, and um, yesterday I was mowing yard over by UCF off McCulloch, um, and I was just mowing the yard, and um, all of a sudden I see a wallet just in the grass, so I pick it up and think nothing about it and, you know, decide that I'm going to give it to the guys because they're helpful in, um, you know, clearing the yard with some debris, so, you know, I was going to do the good thing and give it back to them, and, you know, when I'm mowing, the wallet just gets heavier, and my mind just goes back to this wallet that's in my pocket, and I start to believe the lie that it's okay because nobody um, will know that I have it. And I started to believe the lie that it's okay because this guy has already um, parted with this wallet. He's probably already looked for it and couldn't find it. So it's okay with I if I take it. And then I kind of caught myself and um, I was convicted of my thoughts. And I, I prayed. I was like, Father, please, like, don't let there be anything of value in this wallet. Don't let there be anything... Um, cash or anything like that because I think that I might take it if there is. So, you know, I, I finished mowing and I um, put my stuff in the back of my truck and sit in my car and I'm like, God, just don't let there be anything. So I take it out of my pocket. I open it up and um, God answered my prayers and there's $179 um, of cash just in the wallet, just sitting there. And I probably sat for five minutes just flipping through these bills. I think there's like 620s, like just massive amounts of money. And, you know, homecoming is coming up, and my mind was just racing. And um, I went to Sports Authority the other day with some of the guys, and I found some sweet basketball shoes that I wanted to buy. So my mind was just going to all these things that this money could buy. And, um, but all of a sudden, um, as if something outside of me, or as if something controlling me, or as if something changed my thoughts and my desires, overcame this desire to steal and overcame this desire to take what is not mine. And, um, you know, I tried to shake it. I tried to, you know, put that thought that this is wrong um, out of my head, but it kept cre creeping in and louder and louder and more profound and more profound every time. And it was just a no. And I was like, well, why not? You know, I can take it. Nobody will know. And there's just, no, you can't take it. And then, you know, I, I was strengthened to get up out of this car, and I was like, what are you doing? The whole time I was walking up to the door, I was like, what are you doing? Just turn around, just take the money. Come on. And I walked up to the door, and um, it's giving me feedback. Um, I walked up to the door, and I knocked on it. And um, two guys without their shirts on came. They looked kind of sleepy. And um, I held off this wallet and said, hey, guys, I found this. I don't know if you know who this is, but um, I found this when I was mowing. And they looked at me like I was an idiot because they knew what was in the wallet, and they knew that I knew what was in the wallet. And they looked at me like I was an alien, giving them something that anybody on this earth would keep for themselves. And, um, and that's not, the story is not for me to brag. The story is to say that the Holy Spirit, um, when you're filled with it, it, it overcomes your selfish desires. It overcomes things that we do not um, by ourselves have the strength to overcome. And um, something that I want to um, clarify really quick is that when we become Christians, we are, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. It says that the Holy Spirit is the promise for our salvation. But as Christians, we are not um, automatically filled with the Holy Spirit. We are not in dependence of the Holy Spirit at all times. And... Um, it is not a one-time prayer. 
And it is not something that we can do once and covers us for the rest of our life. It is, um, you know, as the alcoholic, it is something that we need to do daily um, and numerous times during the day. We need to be addicted to um, this feeling of the Holy Spirit. And we need to be addicted to the changes that come with this feeling. Um, so I um, want to lead into um, a time of prayer and a time of surrender. Um, I want to ask you guys, if you've never um, surrendered your life um, to the Holy Spirit and to the changes that come with the Holy Spirit, um, I ask that um, in a few moments that you would do that through, like what I said, um, expressing your need um, for the Holy Spirit and expressing um, the needs that you have that only the Holy Spirit can fulfill. Um, express that... Um, that you want the Holy Spirit to, um, to take this from you. It might not um, be a total conviction. You, know, you might want to still hold on to a few things. You know. It might just be something inside you says that, you know, that, that sounds like something that I want to do. Um, I, I encourage you to um, just ask um, the Holy Spirit to come into you and change you and empower you to live um, this Christian life. And if... If you have surrendered the Holy Spirit before, but there's things in your life that you're still holding on to, if there's um, characteristics of your life that you see um, the, Holy the Holy Spirit is not um, in control of, um, I ask you to surrender through prayer. And um, I guess we can do that right now. And I'll open up this time. And then we'll just take um, four to five minutes just for you guys to just to ask for the Holy Spirit to um, fill you as would someone would be filled with wine, that you want to see the changes um, that wine would bring to a person, that you would, that you would want to see um, those changes in your life through the Holy Spirit. So I'll just open it up right now. Um, Father, um, I just ask that, um, that you would um, go... Um, before me and you'd go around me if if my words and my thoughts are um, construed and confusing as I'm sure they are God I ask that you just speak to these these um, students and um, just reveal to them the need and the necessity of a surrendered life to the Holy Spirit God I ask that you show them the power of your Holy Spirit and what that truly means um, God if these are just um, Christianese words, as I'm sure some of them are, God, I ask that you would just go beyond that and you would touch their hearts. God, I ask that you would um, uh, put a searchlight or you would put um, binoculars on errors in our life that are not surrendered to you, God. I ask that you would give us the desire to surrender. And um, I ask that you would be faithful to our prayers and you would be faithful to our um, uh, giving over of um, our life. Amen. And you guys can just take um, a minute or two to just uh, um, um, surrender things in your life that um, you've never surrendered before, to re-surrender and to be refilled with the Holy Spirit.